It was a moment of reckoning. Last Sunday, with the Southern Baptist Convention, the largest organized Protestant body in North America, a long-awaited independent report on sexual abuse was dropped. It was a bombshell. There are eerie parallels between the Southern Baptist and Roman Catholic crises. The independent report was ordered, and a little-known bylaw a year ago was invoked at the Baptist annual meeting. The report could not be held back by the secretive executive committee running the day-to-day business of the organization. So the report went public, covering allegations over the past 20 years. Even the former president came under charges as a participant, charges that Johnny Hunt denies. Apparently, there was a list kept of 700 alleged abusers, and now that list will be made public. What's the response? Well, the only answer is the light of day. Where and when the light shines, there is no darkness. Welcome to Haven Today. Here it is Friday. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're wrapping up a series called Made in God's Image. You might be wondering, what does it mean to be made? in the image of God. Does that mean we're superhuman? A little God? Or something else? The Bible helps us understand why the concept is important and how it affects the way we relate with God with other humans as well as everything in this world. I want to invite you to stay with me and find the answers to this most important question as we go to God's Word together. But first, we're going to catch up with an old friend of mine who has some really good news about abortion. Uh, Abortion is at its lowest rate since Roe v. Wade. That's Brad Mattis with Life Issues in Washington, D.C. He'll be back with us in just a moment. And after the program, I'd like to send you a movie that's become a movement called Unplanned. Abby Johnson wanted to help everyone see the humanity of the unborn when she wrote her story about leaving Planned Parenthood. And now, in her new movie, she shares her story and the story of many other women like her. You know, we thought we were going into this to just create a film, but um, it hasn't just been a movie. It's, it's really been a movement across the world. And not only have, have lives been changed here in the United States, but now we are going international and we have dozens and dozens of countries where Unplanned is, is going to be releasing. And, um, you know, our, our, our prayer is just that this will create a movement across the world to really open people's eyes to what is taking place inside of the abortion industry all around the globe. Abby Johnson. She was the youngest Planned Parenthood clinic director in the nation, She believed that helping women meant helping them get safe abortions. But when she was invited to assist in an abortion procedure, her mind and her heart changed forever. She saw the humanity of the baby for the first time. After the program, I want to invite you to get in touch with us. For your gift to Haven Today, I'd like to send you a DVD that tells Abby's story in a powerful way. It's not for young children. It is important to share with teens and adults. 
it is also a challenging story, but a story full of hope and redemption. The number you can call for the movie Unplanned after the program is 800-654-2836. 800-654-2836. Our web address where you can watch the trailer to the movie is haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. Travis Cottrell leads us in a song called Even Now. You say come ye In the dark, I shall not fear for you. 
Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris. You're listening to a program called Made in God's Image. I want us to go to Washington, D.C., and I want us to meet up with a friend of mine that we haven't spoken with in a while, Brad Mattis of Life Issues. There's some good news that abortion rates have actually declined a little bit. It's not all bad news when it comes to abortion, is it? No, no, it's not. And I'm glad you brought that issue up, Charles. Uh, Abortion is at its lowest rate since Roe v. Wade. Um, We have, of course, a long way to go, so many more babies to save. But what we're finding out is this uh, legislation that takes abortion back one step at a time, parental involvement, informed consent, uh, safety requirements at abortion facilities, these are all having an impact on the number of women who choose life for their babies. And uh, the more and more we have education, of course, as you know, ultrasound machines have become the window to the womb, which has changed Mm -hmm. so many hearts of Mm -hmm. so many women who go in and are thinking they will have an abortion. But when they're at a pro-life pregnancy help center, they see that beating heart, they hear it, they see the baby moving, and their heart is captured, and they choose life for their children. Do you think that's why Planned Parenthood doesn't show the ultrasound to the mom? Yeah, that's exactly why, Charles. And I've spoken to several women who went in for abortions. Uh, They asked to see their baby on ultrasound and were refused. In one case, uh, a young woman from Oregon went in for an abortion. She asked to see the ultrasound imagery of her baby because she wasn't sure what she wanted to do yet. Uh, first, they refused. Finally, she persisted, and what she did is she took a still shot of that unborn baby, turned the monitor toward the young mother, and said, See, there's no heartbeat. Your pregnancy is not viable. We need to abort it. Wow. What's the bigger picture look like? Talk about it from a kingdom perspective with me. Well, we've, we're seeing progress made. We're seeing God's will expand throughout the United States, and it has an effect on some of the other nations. I've been involved with this for 44 years, and I've seen God's handiwork and fingerprints over everything, uh, where he's directed things, he's uh, enabled the right people to get elected, which have impacted laws. He's put uh, earthly angels in the path of women on the way to an abortion facility. Um, along with, with the horror that abortion is and, and the Holocaust, the modern-day Holocaust we face, we see God's work in all of this. And it's encouraging to see that through thick and thin, God's will will prevail. Uh, he wins in the end, as we know, and we see those victories that he grants us along the way. Mm. Brad Mattis with Life Issues, thank you so much for joining us here on Haven Today. Thank you, Charles. This is Haven Today in a program called Made in God's Image. When it comes to the image of God, duty usually takes a back seat to identity. But as important as it is to know who we are, especially with the current identity crisis sweeping through the culture, we must never forget the obligations that come with our identity. Who we are should never overshadow what we are to do. Now, we should admit 
that there is a certain priority here. What I mean is that God made us a certain way in order to perform certain actions. In other words, we don't want to just look the parts, but play the part that we have been given. Otherwise, we'd be like a firefighter who refused to fight fires, or a police officer who refused to protect, or a soldier who wouldn't fight. Of course, this happens from time to time, but we all recognize the problem. Their actions contradict their status. Well, when the Lord created male and females in his likeness, his image touched everything it means to be human. We bear his image in soul and body, mind and matter, form and function. The Lord not only made us who we are, but he also gave us something to do. In other words, the image of God is, I'll use the word holistic, and that is true even after Adam sinned in the garden, and it brought a death sentence upon the entire human race. Theologians have called this catastrophic event the fall. Yet even after the fall, humans still bear the holistic image of God. The problem now is that the image has been wholly corrupted. We aren't just firefighters refusing to fight fires. Now we light the fires. We're soldiers who don't just desert our posts. We betrayed our country to the enemy. On an earlier program, I talked about how Jesus Christ redeemed and restored the image of God within us. I like the way Paul puts it in 2 Corinthians. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All humans were created in the image and likeness of God, but Christians have been recreated in the image and likeness of Jesus, the Son of God. And this new identity in Christ, as we've been talking about, brings with it a new call of duty. So what are some of these calls of duty, these responsibilities? Well, think about it in terms of the image of God common to all humans because of creation. And in terms of the new creation image given by Christ to his people. Let's take a look at each of these. When God created mankind in his likeness. His image belonged to every human being. The fall didn't erase the image, but it did corrupt it. This places justice at the center of our relationship and responsibility to one another. We're called to live out the golden rule. And as Jesus put it in Luke six twelve, do to others as you would have them do to you. And of course, in a fallen world, that doesn't always happen. Just because we all know murder is wrong doesn't mean that the sixth commandment is never broken. God addressed this very issue in Genesis 9, 6. Whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed. For God made man in his own image. Our status as image bearers not only makes murder wrong, it also makes us responsible to prevent it from happening and to uphold justice in those tragic situations where it does. Now, those of us who are Christians actually have a greater responsibility. That's because we're being remade into the new creation image of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, in all knowledge, holiness, and righteousness. 
But let me be clear. That doesn't make us more important or better than other people. What it does make us is servants. Jesus himself, who was God in the flesh, said he came not to be served, but to serve. If the common image of God places justice at the center of our relationships, love is at the center of our new creation image in Christ. Selfless, sacrificial love. First and foremost, our love is to be centered upon the triune God. And as we focus on the triune God, we also learn how to love others because the Lord loves us perfectly. Love is from God, 1 John 4, 7. We love because he first loved us, 1 John 4, 19. As the church, we're called to extend the love far and wide through the preaching of the gospel. The gospel is all about Christ's loving sacrifice for sinners. And we are to proclaim that love to the ends of the earth, to rich and poor, wise and foolish, to the homeless, the immigrant, and the exile. We are obligated to the one having the abortion as much as the one being aborted, even to the one performing the abortion. The gospel is for the sick and the lost. It's for the wicked, sin-stained people like you and like me. And that's pretty good news. None of us deserve God's love. But in Jesus, God loves us. And we, having received that love, are now bearing the image of Christ and are called to love others. Without distinction, without calculation, without procrastination, so go. Love others with the love that you have been shown in Christ.
a perfect song to wrap up a program called Made in God's Image. That's Sovereign Grace and Hide Away in the Love of Jesus. This is Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris. And think about how life is full of hardship, especially when the Lord is teaching you something new. So, as we've been looking at the subject of life and abortion, this is not an easy conversation. Yet when we see the importance of humanity through God's eyes, then we can grow. And that's exactly what happened to Abby Johnson. She thought she was helping women have a better life when she was the director of her local Planned Parenthood office in Texas. But 10 years ago, last month, her life took an unexpected turn when she saw an abortion performed for the very first time. What I saw during the abortion procedure was shocking because I saw that baby begin to move and recoil and try to flee from the abortion instruments. And that was something that I didn't believe would happen because I had been told by Planned Parenthood for years. And I had then in turn told women Mm -hmm. when they had asked that their baby would not feel any pain, that there was no sensory development until 28 weeks, because that was what Planned Parenthood had told me. I knew that, you know, after seeing that abortion, I was going to have to make a decision. Yeah. I knew I couldn't walk out of that room and continue to live the way I'd been living. I knew that that was going to have to be a turning point in my life. And I knew that ultimately the decision was going to have to be that I would leave. That's the real Abby Johnson describing what she saw. Yes, I know it's hard to hear. It's a challenging movie to watch. But the movie Unplanned also shows how God can change hearts on the matter of abortion and even bring redemption. Though the movie is not for young children, I believe teens and adults should watch it to better understand the subject of abortion. I know Unplanned will help anybody who sees it see the humanity of unborn children just like Abby discovered. And it will also help you see that healing and forgiveness are available from the Lord for all who've been affected by this act of abortion. Here's our phone number that you can call right now. Decide the issue for yourself, but make your gift and ask for the movie Unplanned. The number to call is 800 654 2836. That's 800-654-2836. On our website, we've put up the trailer for the movie, and you can choose to get the DVD that way. Haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining me. Won't you come back again next time? And again, we'll be sharing together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. When does a thief stop being a thief? You might think it's when he stops stealing. You'd only be half right. The Apostle Paul explains in Ephesians 4, anyone who's been stealing must steal no longer, but must work, that they may have something to share with those in need. Stop stealing, yes, but that's not it. 
works who have something to help those in need. That's what it takes. Maybe we can apply that to other sins, too. It's not enough to stop bad behavior. We need a heart change to produce godly behavior. The fruits of the Spirit are almost always directed towards others. That's just it. The Spirit produces this fruit as we humbly follow Jesus. Get Anchor devotional in print monthly. Visit getanchor.com.